2: And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about Countdown to Election Day, The Audacity of Deceit. And that is the title of the latest book of my guest, Brad O'Leary. He's a political consultant, and he has a long time history in media. Um, First, he was the former president of the American Association of Political Consultants. And then in terms of media, he hosted a talk show program on NBC Westwood One. He was a writer for USA Today. He's been an executive producer and producer of 11 television series and 27 television specials, including the shows on President Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II. And he's the author of 11 books, including Presidential Follies, Are You a Conservative or a Liberal, Triangle of Death, and now The Audacity of Deceit. Now, before I um, welcome uh, my guest, I just want to make a little little, uh, preface here to the show. Because for those of you who are already putting your hands over your ears and thinking, oh no, not another show on Obama. What is she going to tell us now that's bad about him? You know, I like to think of myself as a an objective journalist trying to bring you both sides of the story whether it's uh, about love and relationships or about um spiritual things or about medicine or whatever it is it, certainly my my um, listeners long time listeners uh know this and i am stepping out of this um objective <laughs> Somewhat out of this objective uh, position to give you very strongly what I think are the dangerous um, reasons, that the danger that Obama brings to um, the presidency. In other words, if he were elected, how much danger our country would be in. And I do this because I care passionately about our country. And because um, it is just, it is just abominable how people who are trying to get the message across about Obama and the dangers that he presents are having such a hard time getting their message out in the mainstream media. And fortunately, um, on VoiceAmerica.com we can uh, delve into topics that are not in favor in the mainstream media and give you the sides, so in a sense it is being objective because it's presenting you the sides that you don't hear elsewhere and that you really need to hear to make your own decision. I'm not going to be in that uh, voting booth with you, although I hope you'll remember some of the things that you heard on the show when you're about to mark your ballot, But, um, but you really... Please keep your ears open, that's all I ask, because some of these things, although, yes, they go against what we would like to believe, we all, we all would like to believe in hope and, and uh, wonderful rhetoric and how life is going to be great, but life is going to be great with McCain and really rather dangerous with Obama. With that a little preface, I'm going to welcome my guest again, Brad O'Leary, uh, to the show.
3: Welcome. Well, I'm delighted to be with you on the show. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's very dangerous times for America, and the choice of who is president could change us forever.
2: Yes, absolutely, more than ever, really. Um, why don't we start with when you wrote the book, "The Audacity of Deceit," and why you wrote it?
3: Well, I, I have a number of daughters and grandchildren, and my purpose in writing the book was they came to me and told me that they, some of them planned to vote for Obama, uh, and when I asked why, they said it was principally because he was articulate, good-looking, and uh, he would bring about change, but they couldn't tell me what change it was that he would bring about. Uh, I first tried to get them a book written by a Republican, a conservative, that might talk about change. Uh, and what the dangers of Obama's change were. And unfortunately, there are none this mm. political season. There are two people who have written books. One is a third-party activist who dislikes Republicans and Democrats alike. And the third one, or the second one, is a reporter. So I haven't written book in, books in ten years. I wrote a book uh, mainly to talk about 10 or 12 different issues that have to be solved or dealt with over the next four years and how Obama would deal with them.
2: And who is the publisher?
3: Who is what? I'm sorry? Who is the publisher? Uh, World Net Daily.
2: Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) I was wondering who who would take the risk. Who would take the risk? (laughs) And... um... And what kind of reception have you been getting? How, when did the book come out, first the of all? The book
3: came out on September the 10th.
2: Uh-huh, okay.
3: And uh, basically, um, uh, because of talk radio, we're number two on com list of election books. Uh, we created a website on the 15th of September, which is called com, and uh, that has... Had almost one million people who have gone to it to take a five five minute cosmopolitan test, cosmopolitan like test, uh, to get some questions answered on Obama. Uh, the test questions are also in the book themselves. And, uh, uh, uh I, I have been pleased by the fact that, that, uh, uh, the Obama campaign itself and spokesman for it, have been unable to attack the uh, validity of what I've put in the book. And uh, 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 I've had a lot of people who have uh, credited me with opening up new doors when the book came out on the 9th. Uh, Wall Street Journal and uh, uh, Investors Daily have... Uh, Uh, published articles that confirm through them and the Tax Institute that the figures I put in the book about what this scam of the tax uh, that he's talking about for the American public really is. And what it really is is an attempt to give taxpayers cash money uh, and not really reduce the burden on the middle class. Uh, today.
2: Wait, um, wait, wait. Let me just. How is it going to give, um. I'm not sure I understand that. If he's planning on raising taxes, how is it going to. On the rich. He's going to raise
3: taxes on the rich.
2: Well, yes, but, but of course, as your test even seems to indicate, I mean, of course, that will filter down, um, because any taxes that he puts on the rich or semi rich, (laughs) um, are only, like on on small businesses, for example, will only filter down to the consumer because as... Yes,
3: correct. Correct.
2: So, and that's it what people mean, don't see. There's a disconnect there because people don't seem to understand that. They think, oh, he's only going to tax the rich, and it's not really the super rich. You know, he's not uh, really...
3: Um, unfortunately, people do understand that, but they don't care. They're still voting for him. We show that 78% of the American public in our polling that... Uh, they believe that if you tax the rich, if you tax businesses, uh, there's going to be a corresponding increase in the cost of goods and services.
2: So they do uh, understand that, and they're still um, they
3: still voting for it. Uh, I think the principle that what we're going uh, on here is that many people in these numbers uh, think that they're going to have uh, tax refunds back. And that's exactly what he plans. In fact, today, uh, 32% of Americans pay no, zero federal income tax at all. And his so-called tax system uh, would increase that number uh, to 44%. So after the taxes go in you would have 44% of the American public who pays no federal income tax and will not pay federal income tax the rest of their life.
2: And that would be people making how much?
3: It doesn't matter. It might be people with a number of kids. He's got a whole bunch of tax formulas that uh, would give you uh, – uh, money back or reduce your tax burden, or indeed, if you're part of the 32% who today pays no federal income tax, you might even get cash checks back from the government just because you're nice guys, and that's the system he's put together, which is uh, clearly what he's been taught since he was a young man uh, all of his life by his church, the foundations he worked for, Bill Ayers, his partner uh, or boss, uh, uh, he's been taught that you can bring social justice through redistributing the wealth in America, and that's what he's
2: about. And that's what your biggest concern is with him—that um, what his what his real agenda is. Well,
3: I, I think when he talked to Joe the plumber, he told you the real agenda. Uh, They didn't anticipate that was going to be on TV, nor did they anticipate it would wind up with such a wide number of people who heard about it. Uh, But he wants to redistribute the wealth, pure and simple. And uh, uh, now the danger, one of the dangers here, is the polling we've done indicates that uh, the last poll we did was in September but it indicated that uh, that 32% of Americans who pay no federal income tax at all at at the September time period, uh, they were supporting Obama 62% to 28% for McCain. So obviously people who pay no federal income tax vote differently, and that's a substantially large number. So Mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing here is trying to create a – a system where half of America will pay no federal income taxes and they'll vote differently than everyone else.
2: And Uh, be supported by the other half. Yes,
3: right. Constantly supported by the other half who are working or at least trying to work with uh, all of the tax burden on them.
2: Well, (laughs) and
3: he's got a lot of candy out there in his program's Uh, to make a lot of people happy. I don't know if you've heard of the Zero to Five program. Have you heard of that?
2: No, I haven't, but we will uh, hear about it when we we come back from this break. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds interesting. All right, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Brad O'Leary. His book is The Audacity of Deceit. So stay tuned.
0: Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our All Star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with Attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident
1: with attorney Tom Woodruff. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD.
4: every Monday at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Brad O'Leary. He's a political consultant and author of the new book, Audacity of Deceit. And uh, before the break, you were starting to tell us what Obama's zero to five plan is. Yeah, it's,
3: it's an enormously dangerous plan. He introduced in Congress this year a plan called zero to five, which he said would cost Ten billion dollars a year to implement it would set up daycare centers in every town and community and city in the united states and the minute the child is born at the age of zero until the age of five uh the government would take care of them in it, these daycare centers
2: kind now, of like they do in uh <laughs> in terrorist well, countries
3: well they do that in communist countries socialist countries Yeah. And, If he learned it anywhere, he probably learned it from Hugo Chavez in Venezuela because they're attempting to do it there now. But it is a system where the government takes over control of the learning of children and uh, as a psychiatrist, you know the age zero to three is the most important age. Wow. And uh, now people are not going to be forced to put their children in these daycare centers. But it'll be like candy. Hey, you know, you've had a bad week. Would you like to put the child in the daycare center for a day, two days, a week, a month? And and pretty soon, uh, uh, if you don't have a church to help you, you don't have parents to help you, uh, or you, both of you are working, it, it's a very nice thing to be given by the government. And you don't think that the government is using it to to put thoughts and ideas in your children's head. And it really goes back to Obama's first job when he uh, was hired by uh, the communist uh, Bill Ayers. Uh, uh, Ayers hired him from his father's law firm uh, when he was a one-year intern and put him in charge of a $160 million fund Obama helped heirs raise the money, and, of course, Obama spent the money, uh, and they made a decision who to spend it to. Uh, The best example of what they did was, and and the fund was designed uh, to spend money to uh, change the Chicago educational system. Now, their uh, idea was to copy what Hugo Chavez had done in Venezuela, Uh, to radicalize the system, to turn uh, students and teachers and parents into radicals that would demand their fair share of American wealth, basically uh, social justice through redistribution of the wealth. Uh, He funded a lot of programs, Obama did, uh, along with the communist heirs. Uh, These programs went anywhere... Uh, from one of the first they funded, was $175,000 uh, they gave to Michael Klonsky, who is one of the founders of the Marxist Party in the United States. He was working as a taxi driver at the time, Uh long-time friend of Ayers from his Weatherman days, and Klonsky got $175,000 to, sma- to start a small schools project. You see some similarity to what Obama's doing in the Zero to Five mm-hmm. and what they attempted to do uh at that time. Now, Klonsky and many of the other radicals, communists, that Obama was introduced to by heirs, stayed with him throughout his campaigns and even reside in many of them uh, are doing things for him today. Klonsky... Uh, was a, an integral part of Obama's campaign right through the primary. Uh, after the primary, they hit him out someplace so he wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, 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 be seen by the general public. But the whole campaign is infiltrated by leftists, radicals, and communists with a small c that he met during the four years he worked for heirs uh, uh, and uh um, we're faced with, with uh, 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 a candidate who has never had a job with anyone but a, a, but a foundation that preaches um, social justice through uh, redistribution of the wealth. Uh, he was an atheist uh, raised in a Muslim country that was anti-Christian. Uh, had Muslim parents and step-parents, and when he became, uh, quote, a Christian, uh, he joined a church whose central philosophy is that the poor are victims. And the only way to solve that victimhood is to uh, bring about social justice through redistribution of the wealth.
2: Well, you know, this is... um... (laughs) this is very, very frightening because, first of all, anyone who um, can control a child's mind essentially or has access to a vulnerable child's mind from zero to five um, can totally uh, determine the attitudes and behaviors of the child for the rest of their life. You know, that's right. that's the most um, important period, as you were saying. What's interesting also is that because of the economy being so bad... Um, that 's making the general public um be vulnerable to these socialist communist ideas um because people are seeing themselves as part of the poorer group you know in other words right, right. um in other words, if the people who are in the middle you know are 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 frightened of becoming the poor group who wouldn't who would like to have the government um provide them with things
3: right. I mean the whole purpose here is that that we create a a group of Americans um, uh 44% 50% or whatever who pay no federal income tax and then you have all these social services that that help them exist in our community uh so uh they don't really need to work uh but you know one of the things that really frightens me by everything that's gone on. Well, a lot of things frighten me, but uh, you know, I think talk radio is next. I think free speech uh, will be the first target of this next administration. You know, uh, just a couple months ago, weeks ago, Harold Simmons, who's a wealthy man, tried to do a TV ad that exposed Obama's association with uh, Bill Ayers. And the Obama campaign uh reacted by calling for a Justice Department investigation on any TV station that uh, ran the ad and as a result the ads weren't run on TV stations. Huh. And then uh and when a Chicago radio station WGN scheduled uh uh Stanley Katz to talk about Obama ties to airs uh, the Obama campaign recruited a hundred thousand. Now imagine a hundred thousand people uh, calling uh, a radio station in Illinois, where there's no chance that Obama will lose, and acting in a cult-like manner, demanding this this guy not be given time. Hmm. And Dr. Corsi, who who uh, wrote the bestseller on Obama's character. Uh, they didn't stop at trying to destroy the book. They had a four-page hit piece that was anonymous that was designed to assassinate, of course, his character. And, of course, the later, latest is Joe the Plumber. When an American citizen, which is that's all he was, he didn't work for the McCain campaign or anybody, he questioned Obama about his plan to raise taxes on small business Uh, The Obama-crazed media pushed on by the Obama campaign sought to destroy this guy, and they publicly embarrassed him by digging through his tax files, work history, and personal life. Now, I have to ask you, Carol, don't you think that's a warning to the average (laughs) American not to ask any questions?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is... You know, the same kind of philosophy, intimidation of terrorists or of communists or, you know, not a free state. I mean, that's the part that just, that just blows me away, that people don't see or care or are blinded by, you know, what they want to see. Um, that our whole way of life, our whole freedom, um, our whole democracy, everything is at stake here.
3: Right absolutely everything and and i i think there are a lot of people out there that see it but they make the assumption oh he's you know there's going to be cooler heads in the democratic party or he's going to have a congress that will stop him from doing it uh, yet the congress that will be working with him to do it uh there are many within that uh, congressional group that have radical ideas that are similar to his uh, so you're you're not going to have a Republican minority, a working Republican minority in the next election, and probably for the first time, um, in, in most people's modern history, uh, you're going to have one party in control of all three branches of the government.
2: Mm. Well, that's uh, you know. Did you hear? We were talking. You're talking about talk radio. Did you hear about the test? that Howard Stern gave where he yes that was um, very funny he apparently um, I, I just know it briefly but he uh, apparently asked people questions um, man on the street type questions and what they would rather and it turned out that people really when he he told them that Obama wanted certain things and when people heard that this was a plan of Obama's, they agreed with it when it was actually right. a plan of McCain's
3: right exactly and, and um, you know that's one of the purposes i did with the book because my kids didn't know what his plans were what his choices were for america and the test we put up for people to take tell you what they really are
2: yes yes well we'll invite people to take that test after the show um now we have to take a break we're listening you're listening to dr carol's couch i'm your psychiatrist host dr carol lieberman Talking about Countdown to Election Day The Audacity of Deceit, which is the latest book by my guest, Brad O'Leary. So come back and we'll tell you some more.
1: welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking about Countdown to Election Day, the Audacity of Deceit. My guest is Brad O'Leary. He's a political consultant and author of the book Audacity of Deceit. And there are so many things, that, you know, it's, it really fascinating uh, stuff that you're talking about and I, you know, it's I just uh I wish that uh, some of this um, came out a little earlier and not not just right. your, you know, book and so on, but the people who, I mean, I I think the people in general, people who wrote books or people who um you know, are are under are uncovering things. Um, I don't think people. It's so interesting how so many people, and in fact, abroad as well. Um, except for, in my opinion, uh, the terrorist countries who are supplying Obama with uh, with funds. You know, all these multi million dollars. Uh, again, that's my opinion. No, I don't have any proof. Um,
3: but well, there's a lot of mystery money that is showing up, which is not accounted for. Uh, especially on the internet gifts. And we do know at one time that there was about 30,000, I think it was, that came in from, uh, Palestinians, uh, ostensibly because they were buying, uh, t-shirts and hats and, and, uh, in massive quantities, uh, from someone who was selling them to help Obama. So we do know that there's millions of dollars that are basically unaccounted for. But you know, the other thing, he's got $160 million that he spent with Bill Ayers, that that, uh, it's only been three weeks ago that the University of Illinois released all the records for that $160 million and how he spent it and who he gave it to. Hmm. Uh, uh, but we don't know what that is because all the reporters who should have been covering that and all the TV trucks who should have been down there were instead uh, covering a major story in front of Joe the Plumber's house.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what, what a coincidence, right? Right. <laughs> um, well, what I was starting to say, I mean, I, I think that, um, yes, I do think that, It will come out. I mean, I think if people had the time to keep investigating this, it would come out. But that's sort of the problem. What I was starting to say was that this has really, um, he has really snuck up on us in the sense that, uh, you know, if you go back quite a ways, people thought that Hillary was going to get the nomination without any trouble, and then he won that, and surprise, surprise. And then I I, I don't think people really realized just how much um, power was behind him, which is still a mystery. As you say, there is this mystery money and mystery power, and um, and you know I, I think abroad as well. Um, I was trying to say, even except for the people who funneled the money into him, um, there's been surprise that Obama has. You know, could the United States really elect uh, Obama? And part of it, yes, is is racial. You know, would we elect a black president? But it's not just that. It's you know, it's it's so many of these things that that we're talking about and that I think um, in other countries they see so much more clearly because they're not blinded by change, change, change. You know, I mean, it's not that, um, yes, there are a lot of things that people found um, wrong about Bush. I mean, you know, I, I, I found a lot of things wrong about his administration too, but it's nice to have a change, but you can't change or you shouldn't change to something that's going to be worse than what you had in the first place.
3: Correct. And uh, I think the greatest advantage he's had in this election is that he was black because if it had been a white candidate with all of these uh, uh, radical left and communist supporters in the background, uh, that would have been vetted very easily in the primary campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, So it's been a great cover for him to get where we are with nobody looking at him. When you looked at Jeremiah Wright, you were looking at some of the things Jeremiah Wright had said about hating America instead of looking at what Jeremiah Wright preached to Obama for 20 years, which is uh, if you want to be a good Christian and solve um, uh, the problems of the poor, then you've got to redistribute wealth in America.
2: Yes, yes. So it's our political correctness that is doing us in. Um sure. let's talk about talking about mysteries, mystery money and, and mystery power and so on. Let let's talk about mystery voters, um and this whole uh mystery with Acorn. Could you sort of first Explain what that's all about and then um, give your well, opinions about it.
3: Well, ACORN is an organization that was put together many years ago. In fact, part of its early funding, uh, when Obama headed a uh, foundation with the communist Bill Ayers, uh, came from uh, Obama and Ayers. Uh, they funded ACORN's projects in Chicago. And the organization is made up of people who once again believe that, uh, uh, social justice comes from redistributing the wealth and their goal was to register people. Now they've gone over the years, uh, it, they've done extreme things. They've registered, uh, Mickey Mouse. They registered the front line of the Dallas Cowboys in, in Vegas. Uh, they've rent- registered people 73 times. Uh, their goal is to have enough votes uh, to defeat uh, uh, whoever uh, the Republicans or whoever uh, the wealthy put up as a candidate for president for the Senate and for Congress. And they've been very effective. They're operating, I guess, in close to 20 states this year. And uh, uh, they follow no rules. Uh, They just register people as often and as many as they can.
2: Okay, well, now, I guess maybe that's um, one example of the title of your book, Audacity of Deceit. I mean, how, you know, how (laughs) it is audacious to register Mickey Mouse, for example. Right. I mean, how would they think that that wouldn't get found out? And now that it's been found out, why isn't there more of an outcry well, it's very excuse me difficult. against them
3: uh Ohio is a classic example of where they've operated. There are two hundred thousand people on the Ohio voter rolls that um have questionable addresses and When the Republican Party uh tried to get those names checked out, uh the uh Democrats in charge of uh registration in Ohio, and they're the majority party there. Uh, they uh, basically said it's too late. We can't put together any kind of uh, 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 rosters so you can check things out. Uh, And it went to federal court. Federal court uh, agreed with uh, the Democrats in Ohio, so nothing's being checked out.
2: And I don't understand that part. I mean, I've heard that, but how did that happen? that uh... the federal court agreed with that i mean how could
3: well the, you know the the attempt to stop those voters and vote for them was part of the voting rights act i mean we created legislation because it's true that republicans uh, were uh... many republicans in the south were denying blacks to get registered so we created a system to help blacks to register now Uh, The same system we created is being used to register lots of people, many of whom don't want to be registered and many of whom uh, don't exist. Um, uh, Now, should we check it out? Yes, but it's going to take federal legislation to have it checked out. Well, shouldn't
2: that be being brought brought in now? Because it's quite clear that the election is not going to be fair.
3: Well, we've had a situation for many years where, uh, w- when we had a Republican Congress, we had a, uh, and were interested in doing that. We had uh, uh, a Democratic president who wasn't. When we had a Republican president that was interested in doing that, we had a Democratic Congress that wasn't. So we had basically gridlock in the Congress that stopped that from happening.
2: But, I mean, there has to be something, whether it's the judiciary branch or whatever branch, that that, um, certainly there needs to be some kind of safeguards to make sure Mickey Mouse doesn't vote.
3: Well, not only is there no safeguards, um, uh, in some states there are, but in most states there are not. Uh, But you find that the federal government uh, funded uh, uh, gave a great deal of money to Acorn, uh, so Acorn is operating with federal money with private money, and they 're basically um, a political arm of Obama well and yes they 're free from any rules or restrictions um, that is going to stop what they 're doing in this election.
2: I mean that that's just mind blowing. I, I you know yes it was a great idea to give um minorities or people everybody who's a, a citizen should um have the opportunity to vote. I'm um, certainly you know who could be against that. But there does have to be safeguards or else um no election is Correct. can be certified as as being accurate and of course, of course. We had the, you know, with the whole experience with um, Gore and Lieberman and, and Bush, you know, that whole fiasco. I mean, quite, just for the record, I'm a registered Republican, but I also consider who the people are. I mean, I did not vote for Bush. I will admit that. Um, I actually voted for McCain in the primaries when he ran, um, but and so I was rather upset the other way. You know, it's it's. Um, I don't think it's fair for anybody to get in.
3: Oh, no, I'm going to make you even more upset because <laughs> yeah. today. Um, one of the people we should be trying to help to vote are military overseas, yes. especially those guys in Afghanistan or Baghdad. Yes, we're losing our time. We have another segment here.
2: Yes, we do. We do. We <laughs> Thank goodness, up. because that's—I do want to talk about that. I want to hear what you have to say. Right. My guest is Brad O'Leary. Um, his book is Audacity of Deceit. We're seeing examples of that. You're listening to Doctor Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Doctor Carol Lieberman.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do—is talk. Yeah!
1: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Brad O'Leary, author of Audacity of Deceit. And before the break, you were just about to lay another bombshell on us uh, about the military and voting. Right.
3: Uh, the, the Obama, there's been a number of bills introduced in Congress that would make it easier for the military to vote. Unfortunately, you would think a lot of them do vote, but the system is created with absentee ballots, uh, where only about 34% of the military wind up by voting. We all want to increase that except Obama. He's refused to sign on to anything that would, uh, uh, give the military an easy way to go in voting. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he's signed on to legislation that's called uh, the Count Every Vote Act, which would help certain types of Americans hmm. uh, vote. And the certain types he wants to help are uh, uh, the five million felons that are currently out on the streets, uh, either on parole or have filled out their sentences, and they include... Uh, 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 they include pedophiles, rapists, murderers, all kinds of people. And today we have a system in America where um, all 50 states have the right to give you back uh, what you lost when you became a criminal, which is your right to vote. And what we find is that Obama doesn't want to trust the 50 states. He wants to turn that into a federal Hmm. bill. And with one signature of the pen, uh, he would give voting rights to 5 million felons, and that's one of the first things he'll do when he becomes President of the United States. So in addition to getting outvoted this time, uh, if Republicans are, our vote, are outvoted, uh, Obama will start the next election and the by-election with 5 million new voters, all of whom are former felons.
2: It's just, um, you know, and of course, those are the people who are most likely to vote for him because those are the people who would most likely benefit from these communist socialist ideas that he has, philosophies of spreading the wealth. Now, of course. And
3: also, he wants to take guns away from all Americans and make it impossible for anyone to use a firearm to pretend themselves in their own home. So, why wouldn't they find. Obama uh, Obama's a great guy.
2: <laughs> yes, so that it would make their thievery easier. Is that what you right. mean? Right. Right. Um, you know, in history, when this if if Obama wins, and I'm still hoping that sanity will prevail over this country, um, at least all of you who are listening, please tell your friends um, if if he history would look back on this and and just. I mean except for the fact that we're going to be having big brother and kids in school from 0 to 5 we're going to be influenced to think otherwise but those of us who remember how it was before Obama uh got into office if that happens um you know we'll be just scratching our heads thinking uh, this is the most how did how did Americans let that happen and and I'm sure people outside the country will be thinking of this too that we're just we're just selling out what this country is Based on um, for this this ephemeral idea of hope and change, and and not paying attention, you know, I've written a book called um, Coping with Terrorism: Dreams Interrupted. It was published in the UK, and it's going to be published in America uh, this year, um, uh, an Americanized version. And you know, in that part of what I talk about at the beginning is is how we have to overcome. The denial that we're all in, you know, sticking our heads in the sand about the uh, ongoing threat uh, of terrorism that's getting uh, worse and worse by the day that we don't really want to think about. And I think that that is a part of why people are so eager to stick their heads in the sand uh, about this election, that, you know, and especially, I mean, with McCain uh, talking about how he's going to protect our country better, which there's no doubt that he would, um, but people don't want to hear about terrorism, so, you know, they don't want to hear about needing to be protected from it, and 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 Obama is even though you know so ironically and ridiculously again in history people wouldn't won't believe that we elected a man, and it's not just because of his name, but you know because of what all of those uh, what his name and his background is his what he's been taught in school. I mean, he knows how um, how schooling can affect how you think because of his own experiences growing up in in a Madras school. Uh, for some part of his education. So, you know, this whole thing, I think, all comes from the the um, the idea, the denial that started in our country after 9-11, where we don't want to hear about anything that is, um, you know, that makes us uncomfortable.
3: I, I think a lot of that is true. And uh, I also think that when you look around the world, uh, you have almost every country, that at one time or another has been communist or socialist, or uh, lives under a philosophy completely different from our philosophy, whether it's Muslim, Hindu, or what it is. So we are a unique country up to now. And if we change this country, as I think he desires to do, and change it from a Judeo-Christian country, into a country that accepts all philosophies, all ideologies, and even atheism, uh, then we're going to be a country uh, with uh, fewer freedoms than the rest of the world, and unfortunately, uh, we may not care.
2: By that point, we'll be so far gone. Yes.
3: And, you know, the winners rewrite history.
2: Well, I mean, I think we will care when um you know when when we start to see all of these changes and and then i i think what would happen um if he got to be elected would be that at some point as he starts doing some of these things um and people start realizing wait a second did he say he because you're right just when you started off the show and you were saying about your Children and grandchildren, and that they didn't really know what he was, what he stood for, and that's still, I think, uh, maybe you have statistics on this, but it's still, in my opinion, the view of maybe ninety percent of the people who are going to vote for him don't really know, or certainly don't know all of um, what he actually plans to do. So I think people will sort of, you know, come out of their their mole holes, and uh, see the light, you know, rub their eyes and think, what? Did he say he was going to do this?
3: Right. And he's going to say, yes, I said that all along. And that's what people voted for me to do. So it's going to be a shock to a lot of people that he's going to keep his word.
2: Well, do you think that this kind of comes down to i mean it's i know it's very complicated, but one of the factors or a big factor is that um the majority of the people, especially today, uh identify with um the groups that, as I was saying before, sort of the the groups that need help economically, and they think that um and there are more of them at this point than there are of Republicans or people who uh, want to vote for McCain and so but it's, but paradoxically at the same time it's all the money that he got from these mysterious sources not apparently the same people who don't have the money but um, but you know on on the one hand it's the people who identify with not having money who who are going to vote for him and at the same time he's being helped to get in by people who have tons of money some of them uh, most likely from overseas and from from you know different groups who who see their advantage if he gets in.
3: Well, I, I think that too, but I think you also have to see that there's a lot of other groups out there that want to help him. Labor union is uh, labor union is disappearing. So the only way that they can build up their strength is to get rid of the secret ballot. Now imagine in America who would vote to get rid of the secret ballot? No one would, except the members of Congress. And Obama, because they owe a destiny to labor. And, you know, these environmentalists have become the new extreme communists. Do it their way or don't grow.
2: Well, you know, unfortunately the show is over. I thank you for all of your insights and, and facts and, and, uh, and for writing this book. Um, again, people can get it in their bookstores and on Amazon, presumably.
3: Right, and you can also go to BarackObamaTest.com Yes, and get the book through that. Oh, okay. Test.
2: Yes, again, that's BarackObamaTest.com. I invite you all to go there um, because it is eye-opening to really see all the details of the things that voting for Obama uh, would bring about. Or the get theme... your
3: kids and grandkids
2: to Yes, yes. <laughs> Not to just... Um, do not keep your head in the sand, but really go there. Test it. If you think, you know, you want to vote for Obama, then go to, go to BarackObamaTest.com and see what he really is a proponent of. Again, thank you very much, Brad O'Leary. The book is Audacity of Deceit, and uh, please keep up the good work. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Music.